Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Well, Coach Weaver, welcome back to the classroom. And uh, we're going to talk about an idea tonight that we've kind of kicked around for a little bit, but haven't really talked much about. And uh, we're going to share it with our listeners today. Yeah, uh, we also have some cool news to share with our listeners as well, how uh, we say we're going to do something. By God, only took five years, <laughs> but we're going to meet face-to-face for the first time in a month. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be pretty fun as well. Uh, but the, I like your idea that, and I think this is good going into football, off-season, summer, whatever, whatever sport you're doing, and it's I think it's a great reflective activity as well for coaches as you get into the time where summer is important, but it's not as pressing because you're not in season, uh, whether you do football or softball or soccer, maybe you're doing travel baseball or whatever. But this idea of a glass ball and a plastic ball that we're going to dive into is, uh, you know, you can't keep them all in the air at the same time, and that's okay. But you got to learn, like, which one's – do I drop? Which ones do I not drop? Uh, which ones do I keep in the air? And I think like, you can have, I mean, obviously you can't juggle 55 balls at the same time. That's impossible. Uh, but let's dive into this a little bit and um, talk about glass balls and plastic balls. Yeah, so it's a really easy concept to understand, but it takes a little bit of time because it's different for all of us. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, like, We're in our 40s, right? Our families, we have very similar life paths we've never met. Uh, Just for our listeners, full disclosure, the Weavers and the Tories are going on vacation together here uh, (laughs) in a month. And uh, it's kind of weird how it all transpired. But And and for John and I, like, it's no big deal, right? Like, we've known each other for a long time. We've done a lot of work together. Like, for our wives, like, my wife is terrified. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, she's like, are you sure these people are real? Are you sure they're going to contribute the money? Are, are we uh, sure we want to do this? And it's like, it is all good. And that's just how my wife thinks. But yeah, so there's just a lot there. And uh, so full disclosure, I mean, that's what's happening in the culture classroom world. But I start thinking about like, we're people, Hillary Clinton called uh, people in their 40s, the jugglers, right? Like mm-hmm. we are jugglers, like we are juggling things constantly like i'm coaching three softball games tomorrow but we've got a coach pitch game for my seven-year-old my son my five-year-old has a t-ball game and then i've got my uh my sixth grade daughters i mean now she i guess i guess she's a seventh grader i don't know when that stops but she's done with sixth grade moving to seventh grade so i've got her game that i'm coaching in tomorrow night too and so it's like i'm gonna spend most of my day tomorrow on a softball diamond baseball diamond i've got weight room duty in between that trying to balance family, work, life. You know, sometimes the school year is easier because it comes with a natural rhythm, mm. right? I know where I'm going to be at 9.42 in the morning. I'm going to be in second period and and whatever else. So summer is a big curveball in the Tory household. And if I showed you our calendar, we're way busier with activities. And so Hillary Clinton talks about this juggler idea. And I just want to tell our listeners, maybe pause and write down all the responsibilities that you have right now. Okay, so for me, it's weight room duty. It's like we got seven on seven this week. I know you're probably doing seven on seven and football stuff too. 
Uh, I mean, I've got STEM camp coming up. I'm trying to get my own workout in because I want that beach body for when we get together, you know. Uh, I, uh, I'm also trying to read and do all these things and, and then be committed to my wife, spend time with her, spend time with my kids, like all that stuff. So if I start penciling out all my responsibilities and all the areas of my life, hmm. the, the, the page gets long. And I imagine for our listeners, it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's the same for me. So with this new advancement job that I have, along with coaching, it's a media guy that has to go out. It's a golf tournament that's two months away. It's making sure that all of our sponsors are taken care of and everybody has to ante back up again for this year. And it's who's going to stay in. we got to get new sponsors. And then you add football in there and then seven on seven. And then above all that, I, I've told myself and committed to uh, – I'm not bringing my computer home uh, after 5.30. I'm just going to leave it, shut it, and go be a dad and a husband. And uh, that's one of those non-negotiables. So when you said just to pause and write down, I remember sitting on the beach, and I wrote down everything that I have going on until August 19th. Mm. Wow. On two different pages. It's This is it. So tomorrow when I go in the office, I'm going to write down everything on a board. So when it gets done, I'm going to go and scratch it off. But... I do like the fact that we we juggle so many things, but then what I think I want to get out of this today and help our listeners with is how do we determine a plastic ball versus a glass ball? Because sometimes is it like you prioritize kids over work? Is it work over kids? Um, Like what determines a plastic one? If you drop a plastic family one, is that okay if you drop a glass one? Is that okay? Like if one shatters, is it meant to shatter? There's so many things. So we were talking about this at dinner and um, my wife said, what, what makes up a glass ball? I was like, uh, things that I think are really important. Relationships, I think are very, our marriage is a glass ball. Right, uh, right. The relationships I have with my kids, uh, where work, is like glass, but also plastic, you know? So just some mm-hmm. weird things we can talk about right now. No, I think it's really good. And um, I think it's a good time. I agree with you. I think it's a good time for people to kind of do this because that our responsibilities change, especially if you're in education, like summer typically slows down or at least our work responsibilities do. But the last message our superintendent and our principals gave everybody so you hear this multiple times anymore is make sure you take care of yourself this summer. Make sure you do it. Well, if you're a family of, of five, like I am, and it's like, I've got three kids that I'm shuffling all over and I'm trying to give, trying to work family time in there too, trying to give them great experiences, trying to give my 12 year old enough independence and social time to thrive mm-hmm. and, and do that. It's really tough. Like I, I don't know where my self care comes from. Right? right. And so it's easy for us to say, Oh, take care of yourself. But I think it's much harder for us to do. And so that's where I would challenge our listeners. Once you've maybe penciled out some of your responsibilities, then start identifying which ones are plastic, meaning which ones could you let fall to the ground and, and it'll be totally okay. For example, there's another coach uh, who's in my area right now, right? Like he came to do a clinic, like he's not from anywhere close to me. Uh, I've done a decent amount of work with this coach, well-known around the country, and I'd love to get together with him, right? Like he extended me an invite to his camp, and his camp's going to run for about eight hours a day, eight to ten hours a day for the next three days, and it's 30 minutes away. 
and I just can't do it. I can't. That's a plastic ball for me, right? right. Because as much as I want to spend time with this coach and finally meet this coach in person, I just I can't sacrifice the other glass balls that I have in my life. So we'll get together. I'll spend a few hours at his camp over the next couple of days. But to me, that's a plastic ball. That one can hit the ground. And I know my relationship with this coach is going to be fine. I know that we're still going to continue to do work together. Like, I just know that my life will be okay with that plastic ball. Yeah. Uh, the more I, I dive into this, and I, we're big with relationships, right? That's kind of the, the buzzword. Intentional relationships matter, blah, 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 blah. I think the other side of that you have to look at is consequences. So when you look at these two balls, I look through the lens of relationship. So if I drop this ball, will it break something in a relationship that matters to me? Or a consequence. If I drop this yeah. ball, can I live with this consequence? And that's kind of where I'm, pun intended, that's where I'm juggling this right now. <laughs> it's the, the relationship piece and the consequence because we all have those fears, uh, those balls that we juggle, those to-do lists that we juggle. I mean, there's all kinds of things, but I think it just comes down to those two main things. Is it if if I drop this, it will break in a relationship yeah. that matters to me. Does that matter? Because there's coaches, there's coworkers, there's family members that are like that. But then there's consequences. So if I do this, this happens. If this ball drops, this this consequence happens. Um, can I live with that consequence? And I think that's where we, we start driving into the, the glass ball that's the family. Yeah. Well, look, look, there's different types of balls with our family, right? Like I can zero out my account. Like I can, I can take all the money mm -hmm. that my wife and I have saved and I can go blow it on whatever I want to blow it on. Right? Like I, I can do that. Now, is that going to ruin my marriage? my wife is probably not going to be very happy with me for a long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe never even forgive me, but that's not a deal breaker, but like infidelity done, right? That ball is shattered. Yep. You're never gluing it back together. Right. So there, and, and, and it's different for everybody, right? Like I, we all have our quirks. Like my wife, we have the same fights at the same times during different seasons, right? So football brings its own fights that happen at the same time every year. Wrestling brings its own fights that happen at, at every time at the same point. You know, I know when I go to the state wrestling tournament for four or five days, that is always a fight that, and I'm like, well, I guess it's that time again, right? To have this, to have this argument or whatever, but that's a plastic ball. Cause we're going to get over it. Right. And we can deal with a few days. We can deal with a, a, a inconvenience for a short amount of time, but the glass stuff, the stuff that really matters. I mean, uh, like one of the big aces right right now for for kids like mm -hmm. a, an adverse childhood experience is a divorce and so it's like for three kids that's three glass balls that i can't let happen i'm right. not willing to let happen i will sacrifice other things in order to keep that glass ball to prioritize that glass ball yeah and, and i think that's really what it comes down to is what are your priorities what do you what can you sacrifice and what can't you sacrifice in order to you know, keep, keep everything juggling, keep the life cycle going. Yeah. Like the consequences I keep going to is when you're intentional, there's that word again, about considering which consequences you can accept and which you can't, or like me going to my sister's 
40th birthday party, right? Yeah. Versus not going and staying at work, right? That's kind of a glass ball. But yeah. I, I'm just thinking, like, what will break versus what will bounce? And yes. Even when you start looking at that, like, does, does dropping this, whatever it is, me not doing a wide receiver chart jeopardize my re- reputation with our coaching staff? If I've been charged by the head coach to do X, Y, Z, and I have this chart after every practice, does that jeopardize my reputation? Absolutely. That's probably going to break, right? Uh, there's just so many things when you start looking at, like, I don't know. It's a great concept. No, or, or, even this, jungler, right? or even this. Or even this. Or even this. Am I motivated by keeping this ball glass or plastic in the air do, do, because of fear? Is there a fear component to it? Do I, am I holding on to this because of fear or hurting someone or whatever? I mean, there's so many things you can look at with this. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's pro quick draw. Or am I prioritizing this ball because I think it's glass, but it's really plastic? Oh, you know that. Yeah, that's the piece that that we don't know. And I, I guess as you're talking, I'm thinking about a juggler, right? And and their hands are constantly moving, but they only got two of them. There's multiple balls in the air at one time. Like we've all seen jugglers that drop a ball and the crowd's reaction is, oh, but the juggler never puts his head down and stops and walks off stage defeated, right? They just pick it up, find a way and start again and keep going. And, and, and I think that's what the most resilient people do. Like they let the plastic balls fall. They protect the glass balls as much as they can, but they keep going. And as long as you're continuing to juggle, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. So my question then to listeners, to you, um, do you think we juggle more glass balls or plastic balls? It's a, it's a great question. Um, I think we have more plastic balls in the air. I really do. I, and, and again, I can say that because I know the things that I, what you, me in my forties, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to work out every single day. I'm going to read every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to post what I think is appropriate and what I like on social media, the stuff that's meaningful to me. If it gets one like, great. If it gets 100 likes, I don't care, right? right. Like, that's the, I'm going to stay true to who I am. Those right. are my glass balls. Right. And so, and then I know at the end of the day, my wife knows where I am every minute, right? Like, and that's never been an issue in 13 years of marriage. Um, and same with my kids. My kids know there's a lot of nights where I'm at a wrestling meet and uh, I'm not going to see them. Like, in fact, there's multiple nights in a week during wrestling season where I don't see them. Friday night, they know I'm not going to walk in the door till three in the morning, yeah. you know? But I know they're okay because those other guys in the locker room, they don't have a, a dad, right? Or they don't have mm-hmm. people that are caring about them in their life. And so to me, that relationship's a glass ball to my kids. It's plastic on Friday nights or on those wrestling nights where I have right. to spend time 
away from my family because I'm serving the greater good of other people, right? Or I'm right. coaching, however you want to look at that. But I think, I think we have very few glass balls in our life. And yeah. the important thing is to just know what's glass and what's plastic. Yeah, and I'm going, and I'm thinking, I hear you always say flip the script on this. So what if we decide which balls to drop for now? So just because you decided to let something drop doesn't necessarily mean you can't pick it up later going back to your juggler who, when they 100%. drop it, the, everybody's like, oh, but then all he does is pick it back up again. And I think how many times people hear a no and can turn it to be like a not yet. And that's what I tell people. A no is not really a no, it's a not yet. And that, like, what ball do I drop? Well, if I drop this one, I can pick this one back up. If it's, for me, I was, I was hell-bent on going and watching my son play baseball during track season and my daughter playing volleyball. Well, that was, that was a plastic ball that bounced because I could do both of them, right? If I missed her volleyball match, one of them, I can make the next two because they play three, right? Uh, yeah. And then my son's games were typically an hour and a half long. If I missed the first inning, I could get there to the third inning. So, you know, I could pick that back up. Like that ball was constantly bouncing. What would kill me was if I had to stay at work, and that now it turned into a glass ball. I can't let the, I, that's got to go. I, I can't let it me not being there um, because I just know my son. He he's gonna look look for me in the stands and find me. And when he does, it's like their shoulders drop. Everybody. I mean, if you're a dad and right. listen to this, you you know that feeling um, when your children what? see you in the stands. That's where we got with our vacation situation, right? There were a few other ideas that we had tossed around for the last six months. Uh, full disclosure, Tories are going to Disney in 2024. And you know Disney's motto, start saving now. Well, <laughs> we have, right? Like, so that's a one-time deal. You know, that's 22 hours in a car. Like, we're going to Orlando and uh, you guys better freaking have the time of your life kind of trip. Uh, so we have an odd. My wife and I like, well, do we... Do we take a vacation? Do we not? And it's like, it ultimately came down to, we were brainstorming different places and people we could go see and spend time with people we care about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we're taking a vacation. That's where you and I had the, the conversation. It's like, that's a non-negotiable. It's a glass ball. I worked too hard in my life. Right. Uh, like we're all like baseball, softball in June. I was the only, about the only state that plays uh summer ball anymore, but and then July, I teach uh, STEM camp for Verizon. So it's like we're taking a vacation. Like I work too hard to uh, to not have a vacation. So that's a glass ball. Like I want I want to give my kids really good experiences, right? That's what we do, yeah. and that's important uh, to to us. So I think it's, I think it's a great way to like look at it. But once you know what's glass and what's plastic, then you can respond appropriately. Yeah. Um, great great story right now that I'm reading. Um, I'm reading Marv Levy's autobiography. And it's called Where Else Would You Rather Be? And it's phenomenal. And I mean, I know you and I've talked about bills and what does it mean? Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. And I just can't even imagine the heartbreak of going to four in a row. You know, a couple of them were close. A couple of them weren't. But um, the the story that I just got to in today's reading is from Super Bowl 25. And uh, the bills, they get a minute 30 left on the clock. They start on their minus 15 yard line. They drive all the way down the field, no huddle, K-gun offense, everything clicking. And then it all comes down to uh, Scott Norwood's 47 yard field goal, right? And of course we know how it goes. Like mm -hmm. your face says it all right there, Coach Weaver. Yeah. It's just two feet outside of that right upright. 
And um, Marv Levy is talking to his team after the game, you know, and, and he gives them the generic, none of you are losers. You know, I'm really proud to be your coach. But that's not what they need in that moment. Mm-hmm. And Marv Levy goes, everyone's disappointed. Uh, he goes, the only thing you can hear in the locker room was the fans circling over bu- overhead and the ripping of tape. That's all you could hear. Like, everyone was just dejected. You know, they just lost in the most gut-wrenching way possible. One of the best Super Bowls, in my opinion, for a lot of reasons. America's at war. Whitney Houston's national anthem. Yeah. I mean, just all the last game-winning kick potentially there. Um, so a lot of great reasons to love that Super Bowl. But Marv Levy talks about one glass ball in his life then was he needed to go see his kicker. He needed to go put his arm around his kicker and let him know that it's okay. And he's sitting there and he writes in his autobiography, I didn't know I didn't know what to say. Like I've never been in this situation before. Like I don't I can't I don't even know what I'm supposed to tell this guy to uh to help him, you know, through whatever he's going through right here. But he pulls up a stool next to Norwood and before he even says anything, all these other guys in the locker room come up. So, like, Marv Levy is sitting on a stool next to Scott Norwood in the locker room and has his arm on his back. And people like Daryl Talley come up. They're like, well, you know what, man? We caused that fumble, and if Bruce Smith caused that fumble, you know, in the second quarter when he when he sacked Kostetler and they had the safety. But if I recover that football, then all of a sudden it's seven points, not two. We don't kick that field goal, right? And then Andre Reed comes up, and he goes – Yeah, well, I dropped the ball on the 15-yard line earlier in the game in the red zone in the second quarter before half. And he goes, I guarantee if I catch that ball and we convert that third down that we're we're getting a touchdown, not a field goal. So that's four points right there, right? And then other guys come up to him and be like, no, I missed this tackle. And if they don't get this, then they don't score that drive. And it's everybody in the locker room before long. And Marv is just sitting there next to his dejected kicker. And he just got his arm on him. And everyone else comes up and does the talking for him. So in the end... Marv Levy didn't say anything to Scott Norwood, but he didn't have to because that glass ball never hit the ground. Yeah. I, I'm playing that out in my head, that whole thing. And they still show, like, NFL highlights of it, of the the ball going to the right of the upright. And I don't know. I, that, I, I'm a big imagery guy. So yeah. I'm playing that in my head as you were saying that, but that's so important of, I mean, just looking at NFL stuff and what matters to people. Um, And I think, I think the more we look at like which ones are plastic and which ones are glass, it comes down to almost like an honest, intentional evaluation of what really matters or what matters most. there are things that matter and there are things that really don't. And I think when we start looking at what's plastic versus what's glass, that's what we have to, like, as we're juggling those, doesn't matter if you have five or 15 or 25 in the air, um, you better focus on the glass ones. Well, and there's another great story here, and this goes back to Marv Levy's genius. He goes on to say the next day, right, because – it's somber in, in the uh, the Bills locker room. Of course, it's a different story in the Giants locker room. The next day, they're getting on a plane to fly back to Buffalo, right? Because they got to they got to face 
they got to go home, right? They got to have one more team meeting and then everything changes in the NFL. Some of the guys won't be back the next year, whatever. Right. And uh, in fact, when they're getting on the team plane, there's a stack of newspapers. And of course, no one picks it up because you know what the front story is going to be. Um, but they're great because when they get back to Buffalo, from Tampa to Buffalo, right? Target, like total like weather change and whatever. None of the guys had gloves. They all were getting ready to go back and they're going to be greeted by 30,000 fans back at Orchard Park and they got to go to Rich Stadium one more time. But none of them have gloves. They all have mittens. And Marv Levy writes that we were purposeful about making sure everyone had mittens because no one is pointing a finger. No one is going to point to one person and say you're responsible for this. And I think about from a culture standpoint, how awesome that is. Like such a simple story of how to make a team culture plastic, right? So we dropped the ball. We didn't get it done this time. This ball is not going to shatter. And in fact, we're going to be back to three more Super Bowls. None of them are going to go in our favor, but we're not going to let this one instance stop us from having four great seasons. Wow. I've never even heard that part of that. Of wearing mittens. You know, you always hear... You mittens, always not hear, gloves. Yeah, mittens, not gloves, which always, you know, you hear the funny thing of like, if you're pointing one, pointing a finger, you got three coming right back at you, all that stuff. But wearing mittens, I mean, you, you can't point, you can't point a finger. Um, wow. That, and, yeah, and you, you talk about intentional leadership, there it is, right? Yeah. Like, no one's wearing gloves. And I, I don't know who made that decision. Like, that probably is a story lost to uh, time, or maybe only Marv Levy knows. But no one wore gloves when they got back to Orchard Park. It was all mittens. Yeah, but that, that shows, so it goes back to my two words that I talked about with these plastic and glass balls, like relationships and consequences. Levy was all about these relationships with these players, right? The consequence was they missed a field goal or they dropped a pass or they did. so didn't what? win. Yeah, didn't right. win. So what, now what, right? Yeah. So what, now what? Um. But it's, it's like it goes back to if I drop the ball and it breaks, does this relationship separate? Yeah, if they, if they treated that as a glass ball and him missing that kick, the whole, the whole shebang is shattered. And they're not back to three. And they've – I don't know. No, it's, it's so powerful. So when they get back, and, there, and there's another part, I guess, to this too. When they get back, the 30,000 fans waiting for him in Buffalo – What's the first thing? What are they chanting? We want Scott. We want Scott. We want Scott. So it's like, so there's another plastic ball, right? The fans could have been ready to throw things at them or that could have been a glass ball too. But I think in our whole life, Mm. and we've told a couple of Buffalo Bills stories on this podcast, but it's like in our whole life, there'll probably always be a team in Buffalo. Right. Right. Because of the fans, because that's a plastic ball. Not a glass ball. We're gonna have bad years. We're gonna have lean years. We're gonna we're gonna have mistakes. We're gonna make mistakes as a program, as an organization, with our players, like, but we're not gonna let it shatter who we are. Yeah. I mean you're when you juggle your priorities of what really matters or what matters most, Jacob Land has um, uh, a curriculum that he goes in the summer and he he calls it what matters most. Instead of like a summer speaking series or whatever, he calls what matters most class. And when you're juggling those priorities, whatever those priorities are, you got to decide on your terms and over, or your team's terms, which are plastic and which are glass. And I, I just think that's a, a powerful 
to open up season 11, we've done one that's really good. This one's been really good as well. I got, I just think as we, we evaluate and as coaches go through and evaluate, what did I, what can I do better? What did I do best? Uh, how can I improve my relationship with my wife, with my kids? How can I be a better coach? Like all that runs through your head of like season's over, um, you know, start, stop, continues. Another one that you talk about a bunch of what we could do, like we need to start doing, what I need to stop doing, what I continue doing. You can look at it through this lens of glass and plastic and knowing that the plastic one will bounce back up, but there are, there's a, a few that like, I don't know why this just came into my head, but the movie Inside Out, right? I think that's the movie. Yeah. I think it is. Where the girl, like, the like yeah, the core, the core memories and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's one of those things, and those are glass, and they create core memories. I think also those core um, glass balls are also core memories, like stuff that you have to hold on to. Um, so great topic, great topic. Yeah, I, I just think it's really good, and uh, the start stop continue is a really interesting spin on that too, because it's like for. Uh, if I'm going to start something, I'm, I'm going to put another ball in the air. Right. If I'm going to stop something, I need to catch this glass ball before it ruins everything. Right. And if I'm going to continue, then I got to keep all these other things going and they better be plastic or whatever, you know, or I need to find a way to make them plastic. I, I think that's a great spin. So I guess for our coaches here listening in season 11, uh, still for some of our people that have been around for a while, or maybe you're a new listener, <laughs> but just start penciling out your responsibilities. And then just put a little, uh, like, G next to them or a P. You know, if it's glass or if it's plastic. If you can pause for a moment and, and let it hit the ground, it'll be okay. Um, you know, or if you can't. And once you've identified that, everything else is easy. But it's just another way to prioritize. And the faster our world gets and the more burdens that are placed on us in education, in coaching, in our own personal life, the more we need to have things prioritized.